0: All right. We are back. Who would have thought we would have been back for two, huh? Bush League Boys Episode 2. For uh, us, I mean, hey, we didn't get canceled yet.
1: They haven't yeah. found any of those deep, dark yes.
0: secrets yet. Not yet. Uh, I think first we should give a shout-out to all uh, – all the people that uh viewed that first episode uh that i mean getting almost 200 views and streams across different platforms like that was that
1: far crazy, exceeded our, absolutely our we were crazy all shocked last week yeah by, we a, by a lot that uh that yeah.
0: completely exceeded all our expectations we were expecting to get like 10 40. maybe and half of them to be family members yeah, yeah. we broke 50 <laughs> i mean hey we're going crazy 200 is that, pushing 200
1: off the rip is insane
0: Yeah. So thank you to everybody who tuned in. Um, hope we're coming back for episode two. I do want to preface this by saying that first episode was pretty damn long. Like we (laughs) ran that damn near two hours, but, uh, we were, we were running down an entire season and playoffs. So we expected that one run long. Uh, you can expect the episodes going forward to be just about an hour flat, uh, give or take maybe five, 10 minutes on either side, but we're going to try to stick right around an hour. Just, um, just out of principle, I guess. That's that's our aim. Standard.
2: Um,
1: yeah. That's what we're going to try And if this over. one goes long, uh, we apologize.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're still working out the kinks. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh. This week's episode, we're going to be running down pretty much just free agency. Uh. This is, um. I think, one of uh, the most interesting
3: off seasons as far as free agents goes in a long time. I feel like there's just so much to unpack. and mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I feel like every position, and we've talked about this. Every position except for second base is so <laughs> deep. Like there's so many high end guys at every position as outside of second base, and you could even make a case that there's a couple couple mixed in there. But that's
0: what I mean. I think in uh, in a weaker free agent class, you would look at second base <laughs> and probably not think it's that weak. Honestly, it's just that the rest right. of the free agent class is like absurd. Yeah. You have generational talent. You have what well, at least. I mean, off the top of my head, you have Verlander, Judge, and DeGrom, which are three generational talents that are absolute superstars. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, like, that that doesn't happen often.
1: Well, so. then it's even, like, to, like, we were talking about going over it this week, she's getting ready. It's one of those free agencies where you could see every single one. Most of these guys go back to their teams, or you could also see just a random team come in and make a splash and sign. Yeah, there's agency.
3: just so many options for yeah. everybody, dude. Like, there's, there's there's really no way to tell where anybody's really going to end up? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Well, and
2: that's
0: like, what
3: makes it exciting. Oh, hundred percent. And that's like, like that uh, athletic article that I sent you
0: guys, like every single player that's on there has minimum three, four teams yeah. that are projected, uh, projected landing spots.
3: That's what I looked at too. I was reading an article on Bleacher Report earlier today, and I think they had four guys give a prediction for each.
1: Thing, and yep.
3: basically every guy had a different prediction for where a guy was going to land. So no one knows yeah. where
1: these guys are going this year, yeah. which no. is what I like. I like these better than just chaos, dude. We love yeah, the chaos. Yeah, that's
0: what I've always said is like, you know, if the Red Sox aren't doing well, I just love baseball and I root for chaos. That's yep. it. That's just exactly a baseball it. fan. I want chaos. So yep. with that said, uh, we're, we're just going to go right around the horn. So we'll start at catcher, work our way all the way first, second, uh, third, short outfielders. Uh, We're going to try to get through that today. If we don't, we're just going to do a part two episode next week, and that'll cover DHs and both bullpen arms and starting pitchers. So we'll uh, start it out with catchers. I'll let one of you guys uh, just, I mean, I think we all kind of wrote down some key guys that we uh, wanted to, to pinpoint on. So yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever, either one of you guys want I'll
2: about. go first. Yeah.
3: So first one I had was Wilson Contreras. And we yeah. talked about this one last week too. We were like, okay, the Cubs didn't get rid of Ian Happ. They didn't get rid of Contreras. So that tells me that they're probably going to try and build around those guys. And then I started reading a little bit more and I'm like, oh, well, maybe not. And then I started reading stuff on Wilson Contreras. And I feel like a place that makes absolute perfect sense for him And you can kind of make this case for any catcher that's available. St. Louis Cardinals.
2: Mm, That's what I have.
3: No more, no more Yachty. I'm like, you're looking for that next guy that's going to kind of step in there and, and take over that spot. And I'm like, he's a young guy. makes perfect sense. Granted, he didn't have the best time in in Chicago stats wise. But I mean, at this point, who's really overachieving in Chicago? So I had, for him, I had St. Louis and then as kind of just like a secondary option, I had Cleveland as well. Mm -hmm. So I had St. Louis as well. Um,
0: I will say now this point is going to kind of come up a lot. I think with, with my picks here, Um, I think there's a good chance Houston might get him, but that rides on a lot of their guys who have elected to free agency, if they bring them back or not, depending on what they have available. Um, But, Honestly, Contreras is the kind of guy where, I mean, he's really, like, I would say he's in the top 10% of productive catchers in the league easily. Yeah. So, really, if I could see any team, really, if they wanted to put Anybody their put the money a catch, down. Right. Yeah. He could go literally anywhere. Um. So, yeah, my two were, were uh, St. Louis and Houston. Houston mainly being, like, if they didn't bring back Verlander, if Vasquez doesn't go back. Uh, I believe Maldonado is also a free agent. So, like. If, if they have some pieces leave and they have the available available salary, I think that's a good signing for them too, and it just bolsters their lineup even more. And he's already proven to manage pitching staffs pretty well. Yeah.
1: I had him going back to the Cubs. Um, I didn't read much about him, obviously, going into this, but I just feel like that's a guy the Cubs can't afford to lose. I feel like you might you have to bolster, start somewhere, throw mm-hmm. a bag at someone, Hopefully, you can build around them. I feel like Contreras is one of those guys where they just need to keep him.
3: And I feel like
1: old, they'll try harder to keep him. Um it's like
3: thirty? No, I don't even think he's that old. I thought he was but, um, 28. That was that was just the thing that was interesting to me was they didn't um he's he is thirty, you're right. 30, That's okay. the thing that was interesting to me was they didn't move him at the deadline, and mm. he's a free agent now, and from everything I've read there hasn't been any desire to bring him back.
1: Which is weird so, to me, okay.
3: Yeah, I agree. Okay. So Cam, um, if you have a, the next one you want to start off, go for
1: it. Uh, catcher, or you want to go, to, we'll yeah, go yeah. on the first? Yep. So another catcher. catcher, I, I had um, Gary Sanchez. Yeah. Okay. I mm-hmm. was, after thinking about it and looking at, like, who who needs a catcher and where I think he would be a good fit, I think Miami might take a stab at him. They <laughs> – go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead no, 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 no. If you had more to add, go ahead. Um, just... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Cam.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cam, I want to hear from you. It's uh, a hot take. You need to explain yourself. <laughs> so no, they,
1: that pitching staff needs a catcher. Obviously, oh, they, yeah. they need someone to pitch to, um, and that's why I just think that they need someone who's good defensively behind the plate. Oh, uh, Cameron, I know
3: you did not just say that Gary Sanchez is good defensively. I know you did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit!
0: <laughs> and like the the Marlins already have Brian Stallings too, and I think. Jacob for Sorry, Jacob Stallings. Um, I just mixed Brian Reynolds and Jacob Stallings together. <laughs> um, yeah, Jacob Stallings, I think, for what they're willing to spend is probably their perfect guy right now. Yep. But I can see him going there if they can get him for relatively cheap. Like, say it gets down to February or so and he's still on the market
3: and he really wants to go somewhere. I could see him landing there <laughs> on a one-year deal. I mean, it also helps that National League has designated hitter spots not too. So, that's right. something that teams can look at. So, going off the Gary Sanchez thing, I have going to Detroit. And yeah. the reason I say that is because they are they have no idea what they're doing. That whole organization is <laughs> absolutely in shambles. Like, absolutely no idea what's going on over there. I don't even know who their catcher was this year, if I'm being perfectly honest.
0: Eric sure. Um
3: Sure. <laughs> so, I was like... Okay, shitty catcher, shitty organization, kind of like a perfect match. Especially, you're not gonna go out and spend a bag on a catcher right now when you know you're not anywhere near winning. So you have this, you have this catcher who's into his 30s now. Get him for like veteran minimum, probably because he hit 205 this year. Dude didn't even hit his weight, and kind of be like a Pretty veteran. Hard to hit his weight. <laughs> well, when you weigh in 306, <laughs> but um, it was it was. <laughs> 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 it was more of just like a, a veteran standpoint leading yeah. a younger group. Yeah, I think
0: uh, – I think i I'm going I'm to go to bat for Gary Sanchez here for a second. Um, one thing I will say, um, he is slightly injury prone. He's yep. had issues in the past. One thing I will say, dude's average sometimes doesn't show. But I got to imagine – if you could bring the stats up for, like, average exit velo among catchers, the dude hits the ball
2: hard.
0: Yeah. And, and I would, like, if, if – I think he could go to a team that's not super competitive and, like, just light it up. Like, honestly, now that now that we're talking about it, if Wilson Contreras doesn't go back to Chicago, I could definitely see him going there because I, I think um, – I think outside of Vasquez, probably I think he's probably going to be the best bang for your buck catcher, probably on the market. Uh, like you have Zanino, but he his offense is so inconsistent. Very good defensively, but that's why catcher is an interesting position because you don't know what angle players uh, organizations are going to take now that the game's evolving. Because like it's still catcher is still a position where offense. Comes at a premium. You're not going to find a lot of high output catchers. So, like, that's why I think Wilson Contreras is is going to get paid because
3: he's he's he sits in that premium area where he puts out a lot better production than
0: than most catchers.
3: I've kind of been thinking about one of these lower end teams taking a stab on Sanchez too, and maybe trying to turn him into a first baseman because he is an absolute liability behind the plate. I think even I think he's a perfect DH. Even if he's yeah. a DH it's going to hit for you four or five times a week
0: and he gets a couple of days off. Um, like I said, I, I think he's the kind of guy that um, if he doesn't have to worry about his fielding and he can just put the time in the cage, he could hit 240, 250, yeah. and hit 30 homers and drive in 60, 70 runs. And that's he'll be worth his weight in gold if he does that. Like yeah. That's all you need out of a guy like Gary Sanchez. He's been around the game long enough. I know, I believe if when he was with the Yankees, I think he's a bit questionable as a locker room guy. Um, but a lot of guys have issues in New York, anyways. So that's kind of up in the air. Yep. Um, All right. Sam, you got another one? Vasquez. Yeah. Christian Vasky. And I think you know where I'm. I think he's coming back to the Red Sox. I had the same thing. Yeah. I think he's coming back. Um, I just think uh,
3: you could tell how hurt he was when they let go of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't even an everyday guy in Houston either. Like, you saw, have no. there. Like, well, assuming the he's probably going to come back. Right.
1: Exactly. And then,
3: I mean, come back to Boston. Like, it's a match made in heaven. Like, Reese McGuire, great. Did halfway decent while he was here. Connor Wong just isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. Probably needs another year or two. And I just feel like this is something that makes... The only least, thing I I think
0: Wong playing under Vasquez would do a lot too. The longer he, Wong can play behind Vasquez, the better he's going to be.
1: Yeah. yeah. The only thing I worry about with uh, Vasquez coming back to the Red Sox is we talked about this before: is Heim Bloom is he going to re-sign him? Yeah. He has Wong and Maguire. those are both he sees as his guys. Did did the pitcher? I think the pitchers would need to get to him and be like, "Hey, I we understand you're trying to do what you want to do, but get us the guy that we like to pitch to." I mean, well, I think that thing saw too it, is, is, yeah, last year
0: one. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I think it kind of fell apart and got weird, but I think, yeah, I exactly. think the, the big thing with him too is Vasquez was pretty upset when he was traded, not expecting it. Yeah. The locker room wasn't expecting it. Do you think that those ties are broken? Do you think that bridge is burned that maybe he doesn't want to come back? I think it's gonna be more than that
3: because Vasky's a team guy and I think And I don't think it is because it could have just been a heat of the moment thing, but when he was getting interviewed, like as it happened, you could tell he was upset about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he got interviewed again and he didn't rule out a return. Somebody asked him about it and he didn't he was like, We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it, but I mean he, Even when he but, was upset, it wasn't like anger, it was more so no. it was shock. It looked yeah, like he was right. like he wasn't expecting to be traded, so yeah, yeah, I and don't I think rule it out. to get a catcher
0: like Vasquez. I mean, I would assume he's probably going to be between the fifteen and twenty, fifteen to twenty mil AAV probably. Maybe get him a mm. little bit cheaper, but um, I, I'm I would love to see the Sox go out and just bring him back because he's uh he, um, he he's he's just beyond his bat and his glove. He just means so much to that team, and he mean he'll he'll mean that much to any team that he's on. Mm. He's just he's that kind of guy. Um, And obviously we probably have a bias opinion being Red Sox fans, but any, whatever team gets him is going to be lucky because you could see just the impact he had on the Astros in that run. And he was there for a couple months. So.
3: Yep. Do you guys have anybody else want to move on to first. Uh, Last one one I had, and I'll just go over real quick was just Mike Zunino. Yeah. yeah, I had him going to Cleveland, assuming Wilson Mm -hmm. Contreras doesn't go there. Austin Hedges, not a long-term solution either. Yep. Um, but then again, neither is Zunino, but um, can go over there, either serve as a DH or catch high power output guy. So, and they're in kind of like this win now mode where they can kind of run the central for a little while.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So I think bringing in a guy like that, that can kind of beef up the middle of your lineup, assuming you have all your guys come back, I think is a good move for them. And I
0: think he um, he's already proven too that he can manage a pitching staff pretty well. I mean one of,
3: one of the best defensive catchers in the league.
0: Yeah. And, I, and he calls a great game. Um I mean he's proven I mean the the Rays consistently have the best pitching staff top to bottom, like overall I would say as a as a as a unit. Maybe not the best, but they're pretty much top five every year. That's what gets them yeah. there. Their offense does not get them to where they are every year. It's their pitching staff and he's managed that for several years. So <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, he'll be an asset wherever he goes. I think Cleveland is a good shout. I think um there's a very good chance he goes there.
3: Yeah. All right, move on to first baseman.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, when you guys want right. to throw somebody out there, you want to kick it off, Cam? Yeah. I,
1: ho, looking at Jose Abreu. Mm-hmm. Um, I after writing this down, I read a couple more reports about rumors where he might go, but I honestly think he's going to go back to the White Sox. I, have I that as well. Yeah. I think Chicago. I don't think they would do. They would let him go. He's played. Well, he played his whole career there, hasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he ever all the fireworks with him last year, I feel like Chicago will be stupid to let him go.
3: You add Chicago too, Sam.
1: Yeah, and I
0: I think I'll just touch on that. I think um he's the guy too, uh similar to Christian Vasquez, I think um, him in that locker room I think means more than what he does on the field. Yeah. Uh, he, he's the he's the clubhouse leader of that team. He has been for years. Him and uh he I think uh, having Tim on Tim Anderson on that team without Jose Abreu could be a really big problem. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I, I just think Abreu keeps a lot of that team grounded because he he is a uh, for all meanings of the word he's a veteran. Yeah. So he, he's a. I know he had a bit of a down uh, down year power wise, but he's still. I think he still hit above three hundred, didn't he?
3: He hit three like yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So he's still good output season. Like, <laughs> and I think so. Athletic has him going for about seventeen mil AAV, and he's thirty five years old. I
3: think that that's dead on. I think that yeah. that's that's pretty good. So I had a different take on it. So I actually have him going to Houston, mm. and. I know they have Yuli Guriel, but a Abreu, Abreu. Okay, so even yeah. better. So Abreu's going into I think it's his age thirty five year. Yeah. Power numbers are way down. So that that to me, obviously on on the back end of his career, where and it like I am kind of looking at it. He's kind of turning into more of like a designated hitter every day kind of thing, and he's going to end up being like a JD Martinez, where okay, if I need him in the field and a spot start on this day, okay, I can get it out of him. Mm-hmm. So, I know they, if they, assuming they resign Yuli, if he does go there, he's probably going to go and do a full time DH role. And this is also assuming that Houston doesn't resign their guys like Trey Mancini. So, yeah.
0: I can see that. I and I think with his power output down, uh, I think he slots into that lineup virtually identically to Yuli Guriel. I mean, yeah. his defense isn't quite as good as Yuli, but like, very similar style player with his power numbers down. But the thing is also like he sure he had, he had a down year he still
3: drove in 75 or 75 runs, 15 homers. Like it could just be a down well, it's year. Like, how much can you really do in that lineup when you had guys like Robert Anderson and Eloy missing huge chunks of the seat? Like mm-hmm. you're basically playing with scrubs. Yeah. Well, and it's not a hitter
0: friendly ballpark. He's a yeah. right-handed bat. You got the Crawford boxes in left field. Like Houston could work. And I think he slots in well. For the money you're going to pay him, pretty low risk, not a long term yep. contract. Like I can totally see that. I think I think you're going to see a contender if he doesn't go back to Chicago. Uh, it's going to be a contender that picks him up. Yeah. I think has Roger. to be. Yeah. Has to be. He's going to want to uh, ring at this. Padres point. might be a fit for him if the uh, if they don't bring back Bell. Yep. Uh, like yeah, Th- that's probably the other one I can really see him going to. But the man, I think
3: he's going to go back to Chicago. To be honest, <laughs> I can see it. Um, all right, next one, Anthony Rizzo. Uh, I'll kick it off. I had, I have Anthony Rizzo resigning with New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I didn't really have a lot behind this one other than the fact that judge is most likely leaving and Rizzo is going to probably opt out and resign for a bigger contract and hire AAV. That would be my guess. I think he
0: already opted out, right? Did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he did. I think yesterday or the to. day before.
3: But, um, that would be my guess. And mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily see him going anywhere else but again I didn't really do my research on this one. So I have him basically
0: same take as you with the Bray. you I can see him going to Houston. Yeah um which uh, let's see what athletic has his AAV going at uh they have him at 3 years 54 so that's like what 18. Yeah. Yeah, 183654 yeah. 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 So I think especially where if if Houston doesn't bring back Yuli or Trey, I think that that salary is absolutely going to be there. Um, them just adding another veteran to their clubhouse and a dude who easily is going to play 140 games a year for you, like it's an easy signing for them. And I think where they have a lot of guys who can slot in around, like where Rizzo is, he's going to his age 33 season. Maybe he plays a little DH. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: but yeah, I I think um. I think him and Abreu are in very similar situations. I think they either re-sign with their team or they go to Houston. I just yep. think they slot in those lineups really well.
1: Yeah, I wasn't quite sure what to do with him because I thought he was one of the ones who were outspoken about Yankees fans booing Judge. So I thought him opting oh. out was like a like a no, I'm not coming back. But mm. I could say the same thing. I could see him going back or going to Houston. I, I feel I like just, there's going to be a lot of guys going down to Houston.
0: Yeah, I, I just see him at this point in his career. Uh, I think he's just gonna chase rings. I think, yeah, he just seems like the kind of guy he just wants to be on a winner. Yep, yeah. all right. Uh, let's Family see we got. So, we talked about Josh Bell a little bit, but I'm gonna go with somebody else. Uh, Brandon Belt.
3: This one was interesting.
0: So, Brandon Belt, I have him, um. I, if the Giants do go after Judge and get him, I don't think they're going to bring back Belt uh, because I think he's probably going to get a decent AA view, probably between 15 and 20 as well. Um, but I would like to see him get out of San Francisco because the dude absolutely mashes, and his power numbers are just absolutely just decimated by uh, by San Francisco. They got the high wall and right and the, the harbor breeze coming in. So basically, I'm predicting... Rizzo doesn't go back to the Yankees, and he goes to the Yankees. That's what I think. With their short porch out and right, he could be a problem in that lineup, in that stadium. He could be very good. Although I can't picture him without a beard. It makes me want to throw up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But anyways. (laughs) Cam, you got anything on him? I had the Giants resigning him. I thought there was really nowhere else he would go.
3: So I had Belt going to the Marlins. And the reason that I do have that is because coming off a major knee surgery, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: is he going to be who he was before? Can't say yes or no. Um, Miami, again, kind of a young program kind of going through the whole rebuild thing. I look at it again, from a veteran leadership standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, And I think that going there just makes the most sense and kind of just Kicking it off with another first baseman right off the rip, and the reason I do say this is because I had Bell going to Miami, and then I have Josh Bell going to San Fran as his replacement.
0: I have Josh Bell going to San Fran as well. Uh, I do want to comment on you saying going to Miami. I think uh, I think that makes sense, because Where he is coming off the knee surgery, that's a pretty low pressure environment to be yeah, into. Yeah. He can probably, if he settles in, he could put up crazy numbers there. You're playing in a very hitters friendly division outside of the Braves and the Nats. Or the Braves and the Mets, sorry. Yeah. So pretty much everyone else you play against, you're it's like Braves and the Nets. Are you <laughs> yeah. I I don't? And, you know, Pat, Patrick Corbin, he still plays for them, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what <laughs> all I got. Josiah Gray? yeah, ace. No, uh, but yeah, I, I can totally see that. It, it's that that uh, again, first base is uh, I think similar to shortstop, yeah. where it depends if a guy re-signs. I think that first signing in that class of players in that position. If the first guy goes back, I think a lot of the other players will go back. But if uh, if he if the first guy to sign leaves, I think you're going to see most guys leave. A lot of jumbling. Yeah, because yep. yeah. then uh, and the interesting one, the Padres have to sign a first baseman. Mm-hmm. They don't have one. Josh Bell, Luke, Will Myers, and Brandon oh, Jury are, gone. are right. all yeah. free. They traded, so they void. don't have one. Yeah, so they have to bring somebody back. Um, I don't think they'll bring Josh Bell back. He didn't play well for them. He had, a, he had a good postseason, but he was ice cold all uh, all regular season. He didn't do much for them, uh, and I think I think Sam Fran just makes sense. He's going to go relatively low AAV. It it makes I'm sense. looking at it right now. You know what
3: his average was when he got traded, or since he got traded. Oh, his splits were
0: insane.
3: No, uh, Bell. Oh, oh, Bell! I know his splits between the Nationals and the Padres is crazy. So he played 53 games for San Diego. Dude hit a buck 92. What did he hit for the Nets? Wasn't he hit like 290 or something? Uh, I have it right here. For the Nets, he hit 301.
1: <laughs> oh my! What God. What the hell
3: happened? <laughs> wow! Talk
0: about not wanting to be there. Uh, I actually <laughs> think that um, uh, was it Oracle now in San Fran? Uh, I think that park actually plays with his swing well too, because he's a gap to gap hitter. Yep. And those gaps are enormous. So Literally I, triples alleys. Those aren't even double gaps. So,
1: I just had a thought because I didn't even realize about the Padres. <laughs> what are you guys saying about the Padres looking at Jose Abreu, bringing a yeah. veteran back, kind of see if he can get Tatis back on track a little bit.
0: So that's another thing that Tatis raises a lot of questions. Yeah, because where everyone's kind of discussing with him. His contract's not enormous yet, I don't think. He hasn't signed a big one yet, right?
1: Didn't they give they keep, him an extension?
0: Yeah, but I don't think it was, like... Like, I think it was similar to, like, Julio Rodriguez oh, okay. kind of money, like, not, like, absurd. Um,
3: I can check it right here while you guys okay. keep...
0: But, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I see Abreu going to a team that's already kind of on the precipice, already contending for a, for a ring. Yeah. Um, And if he doesn't, just go back to Chicago. I think... Uh, San Diego's going to look for a longer term solution. I think. I don't think that they're going to, because I think the guys who are they're going to, the, the teams that are going to bring in these older guys on one year deals are teams that are knocking on the door. I don't think San Diego's there yet.
3: Tatis is locked up for a while.
0: <laughs> it was like twelve years or something.
3: Yeah, twenty thirty four. What's the AAV on it? Uh, give me one sec. I gotta go back.
1: I thought he signed for it was like a two hundred mil contract or something like that.
3: Yeah, I, I feel like it was a lot. Uh, Tatis. Give me one sec. Uh, twenty six point one ish. Not egregious. Okay. No. Um, but the
0: the problem is dealing him and teams feeling like he's a problem is that yeah. he yeah kind of spoils his trade value significantly. So
1: yeah, yeah.
2: All
3: right. This this uh, position is going to be relatively quick. Two we all have
1: one player, right? Oh, I two. got one. He has two. Okay, yeah, I also two.
3: only have one. I didn't do Frazier. Okay. Right, yeah, so, so start Gene, with the other guy.
0: <laughs> Gene. Uh, I think Gene, if Sander Polgar doesn't go back to the Red Sox, very well could go to the Red Sox and they move to Trevor story to shortstop. Huh? I think that just makes a lot of sense. He's not going to be super expensive. He's a veteran, good locker room guy. He literally is like one of the most liked guys in baseball. <laughs> uh, he would fit so well in Boston. The fans would love him. Uh, I would love to see him go there, honestly. If they don't bring back Xander uh, and we're trying to make a budget decision to not really ball out but t- keep the team in contention, I think Gene Segura is a pretty good pickup. I can also see yep. him going to, like, this is another guy who could go to a million different teams. I can see him going to Minnesota. I can see him going to the the, um, the White Sox or the Cubs. Milwaukee, maybe, depending on their direction. Even uh, the Guardians, if uh, Cesar Hernandez – or is it Cesar Hernandez, right? No. Is Andrew Meneses. No, their second baseman is. Uh, let me see. Was it Hernandez?
3: I think so. No, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Gene, Sig- yeah. yeah, Gene Segura. I actually have him going back to the Phillies. Um, so I know there's like a lot of rumblings of Trey Turner possibly going there, and <laughs> if it does happen, then. Realistically, Trey's probably not going. But if it doesn't work out, then I think things kind of stay relatively the same as far as Bowman third, Bryson Stott, Gene Segura, that kind of rotation going on. So, and I I love the thought of him coming to the Red Sox, assuming that he doesn't go back to the, the Phillies. I think he would be a great fit in Boston. But as of right now, I have Gene going to the Phillies.
1: It hurt me to look at this, and I do also think he's coming to the Red Sox. Obviously, that means we don't re-sign Bogarts, and that hurt me a lot to figure that out. Cam <laughs> also
3: thinks that every major pre-agent under this <laughs> son, Heim, not coming is, to is coming, not coming to the Red Sox. Heim, Heim has been saving up for this one
1: moment. It's going to happen.
3: <laughs>
1: and if he doesn't do it this year, I'm done. I'm out.
3: Um, Sam, I know you had uh, Adam Frazier, if you want to talk about him real quick.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, so I was thinking, say, uh, I was thinking Andre Jimenez but it Cesar Hernandez who's a free agent from Washington. So scratch my uh. Cleveland prediction for Gene. I think Boston is the best fit for him. Uh, but he, again, could, he could literally go to anybody. Uh, Frazier, I think makes the most sense. Uh, especially if they don't go out and get a guy like Trey Turner, I think he'll probably just go back to <laughs> Seattle. Um, being a part of a team that made a run like that, uh, the fans love like literally that whole team top to bottom. Yep. So uh, I could just see Frazier going back to Seattle. I think that's the biggest, uh, the biggest landing spot for him. Um, Again, he's another guy He's not going to be super expensive. So come later in free agency, some team may be able to scoop him up pretty cheap, maybe on a one or two year deal, but I can see, I basically just see him going back to Seattle. I think that makes the most sense.
3: Cool. All right. Let's uh, move it down to the third baseline. I only got Uh, two guys here too. I also had two guys here so right. first I had pop tart Justin Turner mm-hmm. uh I have him going back to la I feel like this is just like a marriage that is never going to separate it's never gonna divorce I feel like he's 38 years old now and he's been there forever band favorite with that red hair going on over there <laughs> um obviously 38 on a decline as well um but I feel like this is just a a relationship that makes too much sense. So he'll probably come back on a, I think he might get a two-year deal, um, but nothing more than that.
1: Yeah, I was born with third baseman. I also had Turner going back to the Dodgers. I think that just made too much sense for them.
3: Uh, and Sam's over there raising his hand with the hot take.
0: <laughs> so I got him returning to the team that drafted him. The Baltimore Orioles. No. Oh. So I like him going back to Baltimore uh, just because, again, I think he's probably going one, maybe two years deal, probably a two-year deal with a one-year opt-out is my best guess for what he's probably going to get. I think he's just that wily veteran. The dude's been around the game so long. He's played in so many big games. Like, I I just think going back there with that young core, they don't have any veterans. And with a guy – he already probably has some rapport with that organization, obviously, because that's who brought him into the league. Uh, I like to see him go there, kind of just be their, their locker room captain, basically. Maybe not play as much,
3: but yeah, uh, so be kind of a captain figure. That would be my thing, was he's not going to play third, because you know who's who plays third base for them, right? I don't even remember. Gunner Henderson. Oh, yeah, yeah. So well, is he
0: yeah, Cause
3: you yeah, have Mateo at short, right? Yeah. They or had right a Mateo second. at short. Yeah. yeah. So granted, this is where the DH comes into a great, mm-hmm. great spot. Um, Gunnar Henderson is obviously ready for that. MLB. I mean, dude, dude came up yep. and was an absolute electric factory. So yeah. I can, I definitely agree with you. I can see him going to Baltimore, but like you said, it'd probably be in a situation where he's not playing as much. Um, and that kind of just reinforces my mind that he will stay in LA because he will be the starting third baseman over there. But who knows? Yeah, say I think uh,
0: he would probably play a lot of DH. I think he yeah. could be there every day DH if he goes to yeah. Baltimore. Honestly, and yeah. I actually am looking at he actually had a pretty good year for his age 37 season. He hit 278, 13 homers, 81 RBIs, 130 hits. Like he actually. Played pretty well. Yeah. 350 OBP, slug 438. Like, he's still producing far more than I thought he did, to be honest. Um, And he's only one year separated from a year where he had almost 30 home runs. His tie, basically, is career high in 21. So, like, he's still – I think he's still got something in the tank. And like I said, he's just played in so many big games. Yeah. The dude – he's just – he's literally a veteran. I would love to see him go to Baltimore because I think a guy like him alone – regardless of his output, obviously it looks like he still can produce, but like, I, I just think he
3: can do a lot for that team.
2: Yep. Yeah.
3: All right. And then I think we all have the same third baseman for this next one, Brandon Drury. Yeah. yeah. So right.
0: he, um, one thing I will say, and then I'll let you guys kind of jump into it. He's kind of a, a Swiss army knife. He can kind of play yeah. all over the place. I believe he's played innings in the corner outfield spots and first, second, third and short. So he can pretty much play wherever. Uh, take that, however you want. But I just want to go add ahead. That I first. want you to
3: kick this one off.
0: I had the Padres re-signing
1: him. Hmm.
0: I as, I, as I, their first baseman or third baseman. They can't be third base. They got Machado with third. I
1: thought yeah. Machado is playing first for them now. No, they Do played have a bit back first, first
0: this year, a little bit, but not much.
1: Okay, so yeah, then yeah. I, either way, I have that. I have him going back to the Padres. Hmm. Like I said, I was born with third base.
0: <laughs> well, and he, he, again, I think going back to the Padres makes sense too Because he is a Swiss Army knife The dude can yeah. play all over the place They have a lot of holes They have a lot of guys who are good players But not everyday players And I think, Drew, could be an everyday player You just slot him around when guys need
1: days off, you know? Um, Especially where, like you said like Who knows what they're doing with Dattis right now Where they might be mm-hmm. thinking of him as a headache So yeah. they might they might just bring him I think they're going to bring back as many people as they can Because of that yeah.
3: Yeah, I had San Diego re-signing him as well, but my thought process with the whole thing was um, he fell off a cliff after after he got traded to San Diego. His numbers were way down compared to what he was doing with Cincinnati when the year started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking he re-signs with San Diego and it's going to be on a one-year deal. And then San Diego, as the season kind of progresses, gauging where they're at, he can be used as a trade piece.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, so I don't think again he's not one of those long-term solution guys but he is definitely somebody that could be valuable especially to somebody who's contending down the line whether that be san diego or whether that be somebody else
2: yeah. yeah
0: so yeah i had i had two landing spots for him um san diego i think makes a lot of sense like i said he plays all over the place can fill in a lot of holes um and i think he could fill in in a lot of areas where they don't have necessarily very solid guys, like especially first, um, Ha-Seon Kim kind of came out into his own, and he's proven that he's a legit shortstop. So I, I don't oh, think yeah. they need him there. Um, but uh, the other place I had is the Red Sox. Yeah. I could see him definitely slotting in again. If Standard doesn't come back, um, he can slot in wherever the hell you want him. Uh,
3: second base, he could easily be an everyday second baseman. I was gonna say that would kinda of make for an interesting situation. So if he comes over, do you have him play shortstop and do you keep Trevett second? Because that's kind of where he, he mainstayed all last year, or do you flip flop the two? I think, think yeah, you, you, you gotta have a guy
1: mainstay go ahead, at second yeah. base one year and then switch him Oh yeah, you're gonna go back to short this year. Do you like think just keep story there? I mean story it's, was
3: a shortstop his whole life. It yeah, was one I know. season he That's what I mean. Second. So
0: I, I think it, the I think if they bring him in they just gotta decide who's who. There's no there needs to be a very defined line that Jury's a second baseman and, shor- and Story's the shortstop or vice versa. I yeah. think more than likely, if Bogarts leaves and they bring in Drury, Story will probably be the second base or Story will probably be the shortstop. Jaree probably plays second base. Um, but yeah, that's the only two landing spots I could see for him. Um,
2: yeah,
0: and those are the real only two big guys in third base. Uh, one thing I will say, guy. Could throw into the third base conversation Xander Bogarts, uh, depending on what team he wants to go to. And if Xander decides, maybe he actually could get more money as a third baseman than a shortstop. Because if he does in this third baseman, third base class for this offseason, he is bar none the premier third baseman. Like, not even close. So he could actually theoretically get paid more as a third baseman if he decides to go that way. But I think uh, more than likely, he probably wants to stay at short. Um, yeah.
3: We'll talk about Zandy as we progress. Yeah. We're
1: coming up on him now. So, yeah. <laughs> so, shortstop. Right, yeah here's,
3: here's where we start to unpack it all. The, Here we go. The doozy.
1: How much so time it's... we got left? Hang on. Now we're Yeah. Yeah. We got about 20 minutes. Yeah.
3: We can Easy. We can if we need yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, for me, there's four big guys. Really three. And the fourth guy's kind of on the outside looking in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah you want to start? with
3: Kick it off with Trey?
0: That's what I, That's why I have first.
3: Kick it off with Trey. All right. Go ahead, Sam. All
0: right. Uh, so two teams. So this is a weird one because there's two teams I can definitely see him landing with, but these two teams are going to be completely dependent on what the other shortstop sign for, because I don't think that they'll be willing to like spend money. Like he's a franchise player. I think that they're going to be, Closer in the 30 million a year area, not closer to 40. Um, And those two teams are the Red Sox and the Mariners. Really? Yeah. So the Mariners, I think, makes the most sense. Um, I think they just proved that they have the money and they got the cash to splash and they just threw that contract at Julio. And I think that that shows that they're willing to put their money where their mouth is and make moves to try to win. And I think that based on this year, they're damn close. They're so damn close to being a premier team in the league. Um uh, yeah. and I think where Trey Turner came up with the Nats, they had a rough go for a long time, and they blossomed in 2019 and grew into this team, and it was like this like cult story, like just this like crazy story that they got there and won it. Uh like I, I just feel like he's the type of guy that would gravitate to the situation in Seattle. Um and then again, Trey to the Red Sox, the only way that happens is if Hein Bloom comes out and is like in the ownership group is like we're spending and we're making moves to make us a competitive team now, and a tr- Trevor yeah, story, to... a Trevor story, Trey Turner middle infield has me moist hot. right now. <laughs> like, like come on, That's, that would be insane. That would be right. probably the best middle infield in baseball. Yeah, that's that's insane. And that have Trey at the top of the lineup, like you could have a one two three of Trey Story Devers. Like that to start your lineup or even slot story further down into like the 5-6 slot to kind of give yourself some length. Like if they're willing to spend the money, Trey Turner just looks so good to the Red Sox. But I just – I don't think that it's going to happen. I think Seattle to me makes the most sense. And I think if he doesn't go to Seattle, he'll probably go back to the Dodgers, although it seems like they've moved
3: on from him. I have Trey going to the Phillies where hmm. he – Openly came out and said, Philly looks nice. I can see myself going there. So Gene Segura, free agent, right? That leaves you Edmundo Sosa and Bryson Stott as your middle infield. Good defense. Are we going back to the World (laughs) Series with those two? Absolutely. The hell not. Yeah. So I feel like this, this is a move that makes almost too much sense. It's like, how is this even possible kind of situation? But I I think where he's openly expressed interest in going there and there's a dire need for them to get a guy that can play up the middle, hmm. I think it, it just makes too much sense. So if he goes there, do you think they just slot Stott into second base? I think they, yeah. yeah. Put Stott at second, have Trey play short, and then you have Bowman third.
0: Yeah, I feel like financially that probably makes the most sense to do that too instead of trying to bring somebody else in to replace Gene. I think you just move Stott over and because he's young enough. He'll be able to adjust, and I think where Trey's relatively young, they move him into a longer-term contract. Him and Stott could kind of grow together, and I think that that could be because I think Stott still has pretty high ceiling; uh, he just hasn't shown it yet.
3: Cam, what do you got? Phillies are the Red Sox? Um,
1: the Red Sox, I think. Oh, they think they're going to wait and see if Bogart still goes somewhere else before they try and sign Trey. I think there's a chance we end up with Story at short and who knows a second base Arroyo or someone, a second base, there's a chance they don't sign any of them, but that that's where I had where if they lose out on Bogart. They'll turn to Trey. And if Trey's still there, they'll try and sign him. Yeah. Like I said, I think
0: uh, similar to like the catcher's position in the first base position, I think the climate of the rest of the free agent, like season, so to say, is going to depend a lot on where the first guy signs.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I think mean, that's going to change a lot of the trajectory Um, and I think that means, I think in, at the shortstop position, that's truer than anywhere else. Yep.
3: All right. Let's move down the line. Carlos Correa. So this, I'll start this one off. This one kind of piggybacks off of where I predicted Trey Turner going. And I think that can probably tell you guys where I have Carlos Correa going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have him going to LA. So this is under the assumption that Trey Turner won't be back. Um, and this kind of leads back to the third base thing too, is Correa's defense is bottom barrel. Like he's, he's bad. So assuming Justin Turner doesn't go back to LA or if he does move Correa over to third, Mm -hmm. a possibility. Um, The other thing that's possible is again, nationally having the DH now. So um, I feel like, L.A. is, again, kind of a move that makes a lot of sense, um, assuming that Trey doesn't go back. Yeah, I think uh, L.A. has a lot of, like,
0: they get a lot of moving parts right now because I think the other guy that a lot of people aren't talking about players landing in L.A., like, I don't want to say this. A a guy that's going to impact what players land in L.A. that people aren't talking about is Max Muncie. Because mm-hmm. again, he can play first, he can play second, he can play third. So I think it depends what route the Dodgers want to take. Because I think if they bring in another premier outfielder, they're probably going to want to try to move Muncie because I feel like he's yeah he he's a guy who's
3: going to want to play every day, and I think he's going to create a log <laughs> jam at a couple positions. I want to look too because I'm pretty sure Max was one of those guys who had a really down year this year. He did,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah, let's see. He played in uh, 136 games. Dude hit a buck 96.
0: Yeah, it's yeah,
3: but had 21 home runs, so the power outputs there. So that's that's a guy who could be appealing to a
1: lot of teams. It's a modern hitter. <laughs> yeah, three outcomes. Yeah. Three outcome. Yeah. I had him going to the Yankees. Um, yeah, me too. And I think that's. Purely going to be a signing based off of what honestly what the Red Sox do. If they mm-hmm. if they see them get a good uh, premier shortstop, they're going to go out and try and get another bat just to add to their lineup.
3: I don't know if they're going to be able to hold out that long though. Yeah, if they hold out and wait until the Sox get a guy, you really think there's going to be anybody left? See, here's the thing
1: for me: depends right? on quick, depends on who's the first guy to go.
3: I the thing for me, if Aaron Judge leaves
0: the Yankees, who's the face of that franchise? They have no. Gonna have to wait.
3: Oswald Cabrera, Garrett Cole, <laughs> the guy who goes, Nestor. yeah. Well, yes, um, what do you, listen? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you? What did you just call him? Kermit Cole. Thank you. Sorry. Not a fan of the podcast. <laughs> not not a not a friend of the <laughs> not podcast. A not a friend. Not a friend.
0: But like, in reality, like, I think the first like two months or so of the season next year are gonna change the trajectory of the Yankees for the next like five to seven years because if judge leaves and they're stumbling, you could see them sell the whole barn. Yeah. Because at this point without judge, they don't have a lot to build around. Like you got Trevino,
3: you got Oswald Cabrera, you got Peraza, but other than that, like you You got Jason Dominguez coming up. They got young guys coming up. That could be exciting, but that could also make you more compelled to kind of sell the farm.
0: That's what I mean. And I think, it might make more sense to sell the farm for more guys. They're going to be coming up at the same time. Yeah. And then when those guys get there, then you spend on veterans. So it, yeah. When if judge leaves, it's going to change a lot. Cause I, I think if judge leaves, the Yankees aren't going to sign anybody. Yeah. I think that they're going to take it on the chin. They're going to see how they come out next year. And they're going to play. They're just and going to Aaron
3: Boone's going to get canned.
0: Should have been we canned all. a year ago. <laughs>
1: yeah. Listen, One the worst, He's
3: the Worst manager in baseball. I'll put running on the record, the worst the manager we'll in baseball. Take him.
1: He can stay a Yankee manager as long as he oh, wants. Yeah.
3: Realistically, dude, the three of us could go over there, throw some <laughs> some of those names on a lineup card, and win as many. What I'm saying, made. a honey baked ham could have won 100
0: games with that team, and he didn't even yeah. win 100 games. So <laughs> there you go. Um, All right. I, I want to leave Xander for last. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so Dansby. Dansby. Yeah. I think. Um, again he slots in with all of the same teams that are losing a shortstop or bringing him back. Mm-hmm. The three teams that I have him landing with are either the Braves, the Red Sox, or the Dodgers. And I think yeah. that's fairly self-explanatory. It's do these teams want to spend? Did they get their guy back? And go from there because Dansby is the cheapest option out of all these guys. Yeah. But he's also like, he was the captain of the Braves last year. Everybody said it. He captained a very good team and he's still a young guy. What is he, twenty nine, I think? Is it even his age thirty season yet? Like he's still young. Still got a lot to give. Uh with his swing in Boston, just peppering balls off the monster. I don't he know. He was born in ninety four, so twenty eight. February eleventh
3: of ninety four.
0: Yeah, so he'll turn twenty nine in February. Yeah. So still young. I just I think the most likely of spots, um, Part of me, just I'm a Dansby Swanson fan, I'd like to see him just go back to Atlanta. But then you also have the reunion where he goes with his boy Freddie in L.A. They meet up. But then you don't know because, like, there's been some questions about whether Freddie's happy there or not. So, like, I don't know. I think he's going to talk to Freddie. I'll tell you that much.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Cam, I'll let you go next.
1: I have Atlanta. I I was just thinking – I. Feel like they lost Freddie last year. I feel like they're gonna want to keep their guy, keep their guy around this time around. So I think they're just gonna throw a lot at him just to keep him
3: for
0: the sake of the fans not
3: calling for the GM's head. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, I had two separate landing spots. So the one that I think is more logical is going back to Atlanta. Um, I don't think they're gonna get a guy like Trey Turner. I don't think they're gonna get a guy like Correa. <laughs> so, and obviously they need a guy. So I think Dansby is a move that makes a lot of sense for them. Uh, Assuming that that doesn't happen and Atlanta does lock up another shortstop, a place that I had Dansby going was Minnesota. So kind of the same boat, Mm -hmm. lost a shortstop, Correa could be gone. The flip-flop there could be a potential flop for him. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that happens, but... Yeah, I think, uh, as you said... uh I think
0: the only player that slots in with a team that's not losing a shortstop is really Trey. Um, I mean, technically the Yankees haven't lost one, but um, I think Trey is the only one that slots in really with someone else that hasn't lost their shortstop. Other than that, I think all these guys are just interchangeable pieces that could go anywhere. Yep. Um, So last but not least, our boy Red Sox, future Red Sox Hall of Famer, Xander Bogarts, several... I know Cam's just gonna say, "Drop it back to the Red Sox." No, I I know it. Him and nope. him and Judge are coming, and they're gonna win twelve <laughs> World Series in a row.
1: <laughs> I have him going to the Dodgers.
0: Really? Yep.
1: Hey. Okay. Yep. I think because I think he was hurt. He was you know, vocally hurt when they traded Mookie. He knew we all knew it was coming, but he seemed to be the most hurt. Um, I think there's like a friendship there, and I think same thing like. uh, where we said Freeman doesn't really like the Dodgers. I think Mookie loves playing out there, and I think Bogart's going to have a conversation with him. I think he's going to sign there. Maybe a little 2018 reunion. They bring Xander and Ben and Tendi back there. Wow.
0: Maybe.
3: <laughs> Maybe. He's going
0: to be cheap money. If they get those two yeah. guys there, Benny will probably go there for even less.
3: Right, we ain't getting that far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry.
0: But you can go, Chris. You got We got X going
3: ready for this one?
0: Yeah. I think I know.
3: I'm channeling my inner cam. Yeah. You think I have them going to the Red Sox? Really? So I think i has openly came out and said that Xander is their top priority right now. Um, they haven't been spenders in the past and we, obviously we all know that. So I think that like what better time to go out and prove that you're for real, spend a little bit of money on your shortstop, Forever, who's been there since whatever it was 2013. When did come up thirteen. Thirteen, spend the bag. Lock, lock up your guy. Yep. I, th- I feel like you have to, and if you don't, shame on you, Haim. You are a piece of shit if you don't lock up Xander. <laughs> I say. I want to say this. Yep.
1: The only reason I didn't have him going back to the Red Sox is because they historically don't pay their guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that's the only I reason why I was like, totally "There's no way to do it."
3: Well, guess what? There's going to come a point in time where you're going to have to do it.
2: Yeah.
0: And I feel like this,
3: this has to you know be what? the
0: time. know I'm going to quote a classic song by the great Smash Mouth. <laughs> Only shooting stars break the mold. Oh, I thought you were going to say, hey, now I'm an
2: all-star. <laughs> well
0: yeah. Xander Bogart is an all-star. Yes. I will say, as far as Xander's perspective to the Red Sox, Trey Turner is a better option than Xander. He's a better shortstop. He's going to produce more. He's, like, you know what I mean? I just think he's an overall better player. I still prefer Xander. Yeah. yeah. Just because of what he brings to the team. He's every Red Sox fan's favorite Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody loves him. He is. And I think I think you're 100% right, Chris, that if Haim puts his money where his mouth is and goes out and sign him, he's going to win so many fans back. And that alone, even just if they me. bring Xander back and then continue to rebuild, I will be fine with that because, <laughs> mm-hmm. again, Xander is still young. He's already a veteran, and he's, what, 30? So he he's already a veteran. I, if they can lock him up for, I think, I got to imagine he's looking for at least seven or eight years, uh, and I think. I'd be closer to five, but. I th- yeah, and in that range, I think, five to eight, I think, is a safe range to be in. But yeah, you know, I'd love to see him go back to the Red Sox, but I just, I don't. So I, I have. I...
3: Go ahead. I wouldn't be as, like, I don't want to say torn about it, but if Haim didn't come out and say Xander's our top priority this offseason, I'd be able to shake it, and I'd probably be able to be like, okay, mm. the reality is he's going somewhere else. But don't say that a top five shortstop in the league is our top priority and then not expect to go out and spend a bag on him.
0: Well, that's that's yeah, my exactly. problem is that
3: Haim <laughs> hasn't done anything
0: to make us take his word seriously. Yep, I totally agree. So, But then – this could be his move. This could be his defining moment with the Red Sox, bring Xander back. Yep. But, again, I think as soon as those pieces start to fall and guys are changing homes, moving to a different locker room, I think that's going to that's gonna push the tempo a lot faster. And I think you're going to see shortstop signing much quicker after that, and they're probably all going to start leaving. Because I yep. think if if two of these guys go back to their team, everybody's going to stay with their team. Uh,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so only
3: only logical way. Right. Yeah. So
0: I, I, there's two plot spots I can see Xander landing in. I want the Red Sox so bad. I just don't see it. But I think Atlanta or St. Louis makes a lot of sense. Um, again, with guys up the middle, uh, they don't have a hell of a lot going on for them. Yeah. Not even but Paul DeYoung. They got Tommy Edmond at second. He got sent down at some point yeah. this year, so that just goes to so show you where he's at. <laughs> no respect is put on Paul DeYoung's name. No. Um, but, yes, yeah, I think St. Louis or Atlanta adds up uh, quite, a, quite a bit better than a lot of the other landing spots. But, again, it matters who stays and who leaves. Although yep. St. Louis is a buyer that's not losing a shortstop. They just need one. So that's another one. They probably are going to be competing a lot with these hometown teams trying to bring guys back. Yep. Um so I think that uh hmm. kind of wraps up short stuff, right?
1: Yep. One last thing on uh Bogart, Do you think Phillies make a legit stab at him? I know it came out earlier this week that I think Trey's their thinking guy. about it. Yeah, I stuff? think
0: Trey's, yeah. But I think okay. if Trey falls through, I think there's a damn good chance that Bogart's uh at least has a talk with him. Like I was saying to Chris earlier, uh you're gonna see the uh remember when uh when AJ Hinch was, yeah, H- AJ Hinch was bringing in Javi Baez, and they get there's the picture that leaked of him like at lunch with yeah. Javi Baez.
1: <laughs> I do remember and that. Yeah,
0: Sandy, Sandy, and Davey D at like at Five Guys or some shit.
2: <laughs> oh, they are gonna man. go get a Philly cheesesteak. steak. <laughs> hey, you, oh, you're yeah. right. With,
0: yeah, with the the cheese whiz and everything, probably go to a yeah, Wawa. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs>
2: now, I think wanna...
0: uh, I think we can probably cover outfielders. I think right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll leave the big one to the end who are some other guys that you guys have on here
3: uh let's kick we'll stay with kind of that that Red sox team. let's go Ben first
1: yeah
3: so kind of wild card here I have Ben going to the Pittsburgh Pirates really I do so <laughs> <laughs> I'm Uh-huh. Uh, excuse me so one of one of the main reasons here is it's a familiar relationship with ben Charrington, right yep so he's coming off a year where and i have all this written down i was real official with it coming off (laughs) a year where he hit five home runs right way down he's only 29 young guy small market team going through a rebuild that's not necessarily super far away from being able to win could definitely be more appealing than going to like going back to the Yankees or re-signing with the Red Sox and going to one of these big market teams. Mm -hmm. So I, I have him going to Pittsburgh. However, I wrote it down and I can show you it's written right over here. (laughs) I would not rule out a reunion with Boston.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, I have the Red Sox as a landing spot as well. Um, I think that pigs will fly before he goes back to the Yankees. I don't yeah, think oh, there's yep. a He's chance not back in there. hell. Nope. nope. Um, another landing spot I have with him is Angels, maybe. They like to spend money on shit they don't need. Um, <laughs> and he just... He just <laughs> but seriously, he just seems like the perfect stupid signing for them. Uh, he just, like, I don't know. But then again, uh, their offseason could be weird because of the ownership change and stuff. Um, But I can see Angels... Um. I can see him going to like the Mets or Braves on a one-year deal, Uh, just going to a contender that's kind of knocking on the door. Um, But I think the the one and two for me in my mind are Red Sox Angels. Um, I will touch on Chris You saying the Pirates. Uh, I think him going with the Pirates is going to depend on if they deal Brian Reynolds or not, Uh, because I think that opens up a spot for Benintendi. He probably, he'll be their guy, I think. Um him and him O'Neill Cruz uh and keep Brian Hayes, I think that makes a nice young core. Um and I think that makes more sense than them trying to keep Brian Reynolds. Because I think Brian Reynolds is at a spot where they could trade him to a contender and get some nice future pieces back. Yeah, good return on yeah, it. Yeah. So I think if they deal Reynolds, I can totally see him landing with Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah. Can? So I had one of those I had him going to the Mariners. Go back to the Red Sox. No. <laughs>
3: Both of Listen, us said
1: that we can't talk it. It anymore. <laughs> you guys, you guys have said more Red Sox players than me this time. No, but um, I have I have the Mariners giving him just a one year deal, just kind of see what you got. I I have a feeling second half last year with the Yankees was strictly because he didn't want to play for the Yankees. Like there's something going on. How on could that you? Exactly. How could you want to?
3: Especially after your track record before that. Bro,
1: as soon as I saw him
0: in a, Yankees un- in a Yankees uniform, it literally like made me sick to my stomach. Made me want to throw up. Yeah, like
1: I was not. It was not fun. But, you know, I have not gone to the Mariners, just um, on a, a small one year deal kind mm-hmm. of thing. Get get his bats out there. Get his swings in out there to get a big butt bag next off season. I can see that for sure. All
3: right. Well, while we're on the subject of kind of the Mariners. Let's go to a free agent Mitch. who played for the Mariners, Mitch Haniger. So I think Mitch Hanager,
0: um another guy, kind of a liability defensively, not very mm-hmm. good. Uh, he He's a guy like Gary Sanchez. If you tell this dude, like, put your glove in a safe, like, hmm. don't touch it. Lock it up, drop it in an ocean. Yeah, spend all your money on new maple, new pine, new oak, and just work in the cages. This dude yep. could easily hit 40 home runs in the right spot. The dude mashes. He hits the ball really hard. He's shown glimpses that he's a pure hitter. But yep. I think that he his best bet is going to a team where he can DH. Um, I think the most uh, logical landing spot is just back to Seattle. I think he just slots in their lineup so well. Yeah. Yes, sir. And where they have some pretty legit outfield prospects. I mean, you got Julio obviously manning the outfield, um, but you got uh, Sam Haggerty has fairly legit. He's coming up. Uh, and uh, I think he did, He had minimal playing time last year, but I think this year he could be better. Um, yeah. I think he, he just slots better as a DH to me.
3: Yep. So I also have Hanager, Hanager, Hanager going <laughs> back to uh, Seattle. So his biggest thing is, Two biggest things actually are defense being one and being injury prone, another. So he missed four months this past year with a high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. He missed a bunch of time the year before with a ruptured nut. Fun fact, <laughs> if you didn't know that, he ruptured a nut. Uh, can, I, can, I, can, he, I, can I put a little uh, side note on that? Before this year,
0: the last decade, the Seattle Mariners had more ruptured testicles than playoff wins. Continue. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Do with that what you will. Uh, anyway, uh, very very injury-prone guy. So I can't imagine there's too many teams out there that are going to want to take a stab at this guy for more than, like, a one-year, yeah. like, minimum, minimum kind of thing. Um, I do think he ends up getting more than that. I think he is going to go back to Seattle where he is going to get, like, 15 AAV, somewhere around there. Um, so I do have him going back to Seattle. But – and here we go again. I would not rule out him going to Boston.
1: Yeah, again, you guys have said more Boston than I have. Just, I guess, I just Cam, ours,
3: that. Ours, Cam, ours are just so logical and they make so much sense. Cam's like, yeah, they're getting DeGrom. They're getting Judge. They're getting Bogarts. They're getting all these. Can I can I make
0: a motion that we refer to Cam as Boston Cam now? Yeah. Uh, all in favor, say aye. No, but aye. I, I, aye. Can, I mean, right-handed power bat in Boston, it's just, it's great.
3: And, and especially,
0: I would say, leaving J.D. Is gone. I think, um, I think Hanniger absolutely adds up.
1: Cam, what do you got? So, after saying all that, I do actually have him going to the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a matter of time. It was
3: only a matter of time.
1: <laughs> um, and it was exactly in that JD kind of role where, yeah, he's our DH, but if you need to put him in the outfield just to get another guy out there, a guy needs a break or something, put him out there.
0: Yep. Yeah, say so the Red Sox is the Red Red Sox. is – the Red Sox outfield is, I think, pretty set in stone for next year. I think yeah. you're going to see Ref Snyder probably be on the major league roster the whole oh, season yeah. playing outfield. Absolutely. I think you're pretty much uh, you got Verdugo, Ref Snyder, and um, Kike. And Kike. I think that please, that that's pretty much
1: a lock. Dear God, don't if we sign him, don't put him in left field. No, right. Yes, play right. Yeah. Please, dear <laughs> There's God. No question. Please, I well. don't want to watch him try and field off yeah. the wall. Oh, for sure.
0: Uh, so we did Ben Attendee, Nimmo. You guys have any specific guys?
3: I think, uh, Nimmo was only like the other <laughs> guy I really wanted to say Yeah, something. so I had, uh, I had Nimmo and then uh, I had one other that I kind of wanted to touch on real quick.
1: I had Nimmo and then the obvious one. Okay. Well,
3: so I have Nimmo, another one, and then Judge. Your other one, another, so the, the obvious one. <laughs> uh, Jock Peterson. Oh, so I, I had Gallo. Oh, Okay. All right, well, we can touch on these two. Cam, I don't know if you have another one, but we can touch on these two really fast, uh, yeah. I, w- I won't say a lot about it. So uh, I have Jock going back to uh, San Fran. Mm-hmm. Coming off of one of his best years, hit 23 home runs, another outfielder who's an absolute liability on defense, so that DH spot is all the more appealing. Um, fun fact about Jock, he has a qualifying offer for uh, 19.65. Is that, yeah, it's, that what yeah, the, I think that's, that's what it is? Yeah. Um, if he were to accept that, that would be more than he will have taken for his last two contracts over the last two years. He signed one year deals the last two years, and that 19.65 would be more than he made in the last two years combined. He had a very good year offensively, uh, which is kind yes. of bizarre for a
0: left handed bat in San Francisco. Yep. Um, I can't see Jock Peterson not playing for a West Coast team, yeah. Uh, uh he just seemed he was good for the Braves, but it just seemed temporary. Uh, yep. I could see him, I mean, I think he slots the Padres pretty well, too. And, again. Uh, I've, I've read that yeah. that Padres were an option. And uh, he could, again, what's the last West Coast team that signs dumb players? L.A. <laughs> Los Angeles Angels. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I could see him landing
3: there for sure. Just a quick touch on that one. Yeah. You can touch on Gallo. Yeah, Gallo, uh, basically have two teams. Two teams, same city. Can I just say before I th- before you go, because yeah. I'm not going to talk about this one, I think he goes back to Texas.
1: I have a feeling I had the same. Go back to the
0: Rangers. So I have two teams, same city. It's not the Yankees and the Mets. I think he oh, goes it. to either the Dodgers or the Angels. Again, because I think he's the perfect signing for the Angels because <laughs> he's a player that they don't need. Players. He's not going to output well. Prob- most like I mean, he could, right? But like if the dude's not hitting 45 home runs, the fans are just going to be screaming at the top of their lungs for the GM's head. <laughs> like it just it's another signing that just makes so much sense based on what the Angels have done in the past. But yeah, either yeah. The, and then the Dodgers I think just adds it adds depth to their lineup. He can DH. Yep. Uh you can play a little
3: outfield. He's got a cannon. That's that's pretty much it. Cool. All right. So touch on one other one before we head to the biggest one. Brandon Nimmo. Mhm uh i'll kick it off i have brandon nimmo going to the houston astros interesting so they had chaz mccormick kind of man in that spot for a good chunk of the year and i just i don't think that that dude's the answer the dude hit 245 and struck out about one out of every three at bats um so that dude essentially got carried to a world series here you go um nimmo's just a guy who gets on base he he was struggling in New York for a while when he was playing the corner outfield spots. And then they shifted him over to center, struggled a little bit. And then over the last couple of years, dudes absolutely turned it on and has become a plus defender, which is kind of strange to me. Um, but he's, he's a guy that can literally slot basically anywhere in your lineup and be productive. So he can lead off for you and kind of get on base for those Altuve's, the Bregman's the Jordans, or he can be a guy that you put towards the bottom and flip the top for the Altuve's mm. and the Bregman's. So that's where I have him going. I have Houston.
1: What you got, Kim? I am going to the Yankees. Um, I feel like they're going to be losing Judge. Obviously, center not right, but they're losing Judge. Um, I just feel like they need to get guys in the outfield. I feel like Nimo fits into their lineup well, more so down the bottom of the order than closer to the top, but that's where I had him going.
0: One thing I will say, I corrected Chris on this earlier. They're advertising Judge as a right fielder. He played, seven, he played 70 games center. in the center field last year.
1: Yeah. yeah. I did, but I he, did he shifted
0: over once they brought in Bader, which I think they had Bader for another year. So um, I think Nimmo slots in really well with the Phillies. Um, I think he fits in that lineup pretty good. Um, I think you can um, – Bryce probably comes back and plays defense next year. Personally, I'd rather Bryce in the field than Schwarber. So, <laughs> so I think I think you can put Bryce out there. Um, Nimo sure's up that defense. He's another guy. I think he would fit so well in like a seven or eight spot in that lineup. Um, just a guy that can flip the top, yeah. help flip the top. He's gonna he's not gonna hit more than ten or fifteen dingers a year, but he's gonna yeah. hit for average. He's gonna get on base like and that he just he slots Dude in. Doesn't home. strike out either. He slots in very strikes out very rarely. And mm. Philly loves guys like that. Yep. Yep. Historically, they love dudes who just put the ball in play. So, got that old uh, one of my new favorite stats: uh, stats, the uh, Babbitt batting <laughs> average on balls in play. So yeah, uh, so the the nuclear option here.
1: No, that's Aaron. Insane, right. We got no. Uh... <laughs> oh, there is no other one. Uh, <laughs> uh... Yeah, whoever this
0: guy is, he broke the Yankees' home run record this year. That's it.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, John right? No, he's yeah. he's no Mike. <laughs> Mike Stanton uh, is Mike Stanton signed through uh, what is it twenty sixty seven? I think. With
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, good old Judge Aaron Judgey. I think I, I just want to preface this by saying I was going to say if I'm going to say when he leaves the Yankees, that franchise, <laughs> like I said before, has an identity crisis.
3: There's no more oh, yeah. judges
0: quarters or whatever, like up on up in the upper deck and the the stanchion up there. Like it's gone. I'll rise my ass. Yeah, yeah. I'll rise and watch your dude fly out of town on the fastest <laughs> jet plane you've ever seen. <laughs> Get out of town as
1: fast as possible. All
0: right, we're gonna. I want to. I want to hear Cam first on this one. I think me and Chris have the same take on this. I believe.
1: I am going to the Giants. Is that what you have, Chris? I, think- I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, the Giants well, have been so vocal oh, yeah. about how they want About him. how bad they want him. Hometown kid, dude. Yep. Hometown yep. kid. Yep. Like exactly what I was saying.
3: It makes so much sense. And San Fran has more than enough money to go out and spend the absolute biggest bag you've well, ever seen. So there's
0: a very interesting perspective on this. I was telling you about this yesterday, Chris. Is The last handful of franchise guys the Giants have signed, mm-hmm. in their contracts... I don't know to what extent or what the actual verbiage is, but they've basically included um, an option for these players when they're playing for us over to buy into the franchise to be part owners. Yeah, yeah. Me too. So yep. Buster Posey's yeah, okay. now after his contract is up, he retired. He's now part owner of the Giants. Yeah, and I think with Judge being a hometown kid, growing up being a Giants fan, like he's what thirty-one or something like. Give him an eight-year deal or whatever. He's He'll play the outfield for four or five more years, DH for the last three. He's at home. His family's there. Like, And he finishes up, and he's still going to be part of the franchise. Like, He's still going to get to go to games. He's going to be part of the internals. Like, I think adding in uh, an ownership clause into that contract could sweeten that deal, and they could be able to
3: pay him less than what a lot of other uh, teams are going to offer him. Um, you know, uh, the last big name outfielder that the Giants tried to spend a bag on before Aaron Judge?
1: Let me think. It was recent, wasn't it?
3: Relatively, yeah. Hunter Pence. <laughs> <laughs> not that recent. Not, not, not that Barry? long ago. No, you're, you're going way too, way too, too far. Long ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aaron Rowan. Also too far. Uh, well, uh, what years are we talking? Like within the last two, three? I have no idea. They went out and tried to spend the bag on Bryce Harper. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I they, offer, that. they offered him a huge
0: contract. Interesting. They, Based on what their GM has been saying, they are ready to spend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think they also, they have a core, they can win. They're only 2 years separated from a 108 win season or whatever it was short. Sure, it was a little fluky, but like that's still they still have the core from that team.
2: Mm-hmm. And they've added yeah. some
0: pieces that are improvements to what they had. Like Jock Peterson is an absolutely better piece, and I think him going back there is perfect. <laughs> I I think just they they make the most sense because it's Judge's hometown team, possibly that ownership aspect and they're a good team. They're mm-hmm. a team yeah. that has players coming up like it. It seems like a perfect storm. It just seems too good to not happen. Yep.
3: All right. Uh,
1: Should we stop there? Do the rest. We can next week, let's t- let's
3: touch on the two DHs real quick because that's the last yeah, it's quick. Last position and we have, we can and pitchers,
1: then new pitchers uh, next week. Pitch,
3: all all pitchers next week. Yep. All right. So uh, the two DHs I want to touch on are JD and Trey Mancini. I don't know if you guys have anything different. I have Michael Brantley
1: as one as well. I had a thought about but, Nelson Cruz, but that's... Ooh, okay.
3: Okay. Uh, did you guys have JD written on yes. this? Yes. All right. So we'll kick it off with JD. So I have JD going to the Cleveland Indy... Sorry, whoa, hey,
2: whoa! Whoa! Whoa!
3: He's <laughs> got our
0: podcast canceled!
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I had it right. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Anyway, the Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Cleveland guardians. So Fran Mill Reyes was serving as their DH for a good amount of the year. Dude hit two yeah. Three true outcome player. I, I mean, <laughs> definitively <laughs> JD would just be a massive outcome. He's going to be a DH wherever he goes. He's not going to play the field ever again, unless it's an, an absolute pinch. So JD a la Nelson Cruz, um, so, I think Cleveland is a place that makes a lot of sense for him.
1: Yeah. I you don't like see him really being it. a full-time left fielder anywhere? No?
3: Maybe for, like, I <laughs> don't know, to some team teams. in, the, the, Cincinnati in like Reds. the Mexican League in 40, 14 years. <laughs> I don't know. Time for
0: the Reds. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I see him returning to a former team of his. And that's- Detroit? Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Arizona, uh, he had kind of his golden years there. Like, obviously, he... Kind of solidified himself with the Red Sox, but he or should say his golden years. He had like his coming out party with the Diamondbacks; like he was so good for them those couple of years in there in the postseason. Um, granted, like they're not in the best place, but they are a team. They're getting there. Yeah. promise, yeah. And yep. I think again, it's the he's it's the sunset of his career. I think it would be a very low uh, low pressure situation. Uh, it's a guy the fans already know. The fans obviously liked him. Like, how could you not like him when he was there? He's a stud. I just think he he makes a lot of sense there. I think if he doesn't go there, I can see the Padres on like a one year deal too. This is a DH, like you said, DH only. Yeah. I will say I'm surprised no one has tried him at hasn't tried him at first base yet. So I feel like he could possibly be a viable option there because like he just doesn't move well in the outfield. Is his problem? <laughs> his glove is good, but he doesn't move well. And, but he has a good arm too. So I don't know. With, with the what Red Sox
1: carousel at first base, and I'm actually surprised they didn't try him that last year. Mm-hmm. No, I actually. <laughs> Believe it! Or not, I I agree with Chris about the Guardians. Um, mainly based on the home run production, just wasn't there for them last year. Like that was one of the main reasons they lost in the uh, was it, ALDS. Yep. yeah. So I just look what he did for the Red Sox when he came here in 2018. Power numbers went up when he was there. He helped a lot of those guys like get their swings under them. Yep. I feel like the, I feel like he's a good sign for the Guardians.
3: The mad scientist. Cleveland's in a win now mode too. <laughs> like they're ready to win that division, and that can be a guy that. Helps you get it done. The mad scientist, as Ian Kinsler called him. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. uh, All right. Mancini.
0: Trey Mancini, yep. He could literally go anywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, I don't know. I couldn't pick a single team. Uh, He's the kind of guy where he could DH for a contender. Uh, He could go and play first base for a young team that's not really ready to win now. Like, there's so many different options for him. Um, He's probably not going to get a bag. He's probably not going to get breaded up. But like he he's an asset kind of similar to Justin Turner, where he's just a vet. Dude's been around the game a long time. He has a ring now. Like, I don't know. He he uh,
3: he's got he's got a lot going for him aside from his on field stuff. I think it could help him. Yep. Um Trey Mancini, I have him going to the Tampa Bay Rays. I think they spent so the only first baseman that they had. I don't think they're really going to have to spend that much. The only first that. baseman they have on their roster right now is Harold Ramirez. Mm-hmm. They just traded G Manchoy. <laughs> they don't who do, they don't have anybody. Like oh. who, do, who do you have? No one. Um so I think they can they can get Mancini for relatively cheap like anywhere between 12 and 15 AAV, somewhere around there. Yep. Um I think he wants to get the hell out of Houston. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like you just want a World Series great. You weren't playing. No. Yeah. Lee, uh, you were went like, you were behind Yuli. You weren't DHing. Granted, he was hitting zero in the yeah. postseason until like I Game Five like of the World Series. For Nineteen in the postseason. Or yeah, something. it was terrible. Yeah. But um, yeah. I think Tampa Bay is a good spot for him. I could see that.
1: I I have really nothing on Mancini. Yeah, my one
3: here.
1: thought, my one thought, in keeping with the theme of the day, would be the Angels sign him just because again <laughs> they have a history of <laughs> signing people they don't need. Uh, I think that'll be their would...
2: current
3: first baseman is to be honest.
0: I think Taylor Ward oh. played some first base. Of oh, Angels. Yeah, they got a handful of dudes. Don't they have
3: uh, Walsh, Jared Walsh. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, I think he yeah. was hurt the back half of the season. Um, so yeah, the last guy I had for D H, and this is kind of wrap it up, I had Michael Brantley. Um mm-hmm. this is a dude uh I'm fairly confident he could play till he's fifty years old and hit three hundred <laughs> every year. Because he's he doesn't have a high output, like he doesn't, uh, he's not slugging. His OPS is not going to be crazy, but like he gets on base, he's going to hit. Knox, he hits the ball the other way really well, and with that said, where he's a DH and a team is looking for a DH, it's the Boston Red Sox, I think that he could be a relatively cheap option. And imagine him just peppering balls off the monster the other way, like another <laughs> veteran dude, like a mad scientist hitter, like. Relatively cheap. I don't know. He makes sense there. Uh, I can also see Atlanta for him. Similar situation, mm-hmm. just a DH veteran guy. I
3: honestly did you have anything on him, Kim?
1: I stopped at Nelson Cruz and then I didn't go farther than him. So list. I
3: did I did have Brantley written down. I'll just touch on it real quick. I have him going to Milwaukee. Okay. Um, I see that. so I put Milwaukee. I'm like, are they in a rebuild? Are they not in a rebuild? What's their identity? What are they what are they trying to do? So they had, they have Yelich, they have Kutch, they have Garrett Mitchell, who's coming up, Tyrone Taylor, Renfro. So they have, they have guys. But is Garrett Mitchell really ready? Kutch is obviously on the Kutch back is end. is a free agent, actually. Is yeah. he okay? So Kutch probably gone. Mm-hmm. Yelich way down this year compared to what he was. He's another guy. Tyrone could bounce back, so right. But Tyrone Taylor, another guy who was way down. So yeah, I can see that. I feel like just another veteran guy in there is, is for sure. A good yeah.
1: thing for them, absolutely. Uh, and Nelly Kim, tell me, tell me about Nelly. So, I thought about this a little bit. I could see him going to the Marlins on just a one year deal and it down there. That Marlins yeah. try and build just a little culture down there with their young players, bringing a guy, a veteran guy, just kind of totally get out. I, I could say totally that was all I had about him.
0: Yeah, definitely. DH guy slots in. I get he's another guy like at the end of the the off season if a team's just looking for a bat he's a guy that could go somewhere for like veteran minimum
1: yeah, yeah.
0: um again he's another guy like he's not going to be looking for a ton of money dude's made his money he's just yeah. going to want to go to a spot where it just seems right yeah, that, that, and really i can, that was exactly yeah. what I thought and i don't he doesn't strike me as the guy who's like i got to win now kind of thing <laughs> no. i think he like to go to just, he's been through yeah. that Yeah. with the rangers that whole reign I'm sure they didn't win rings but yeah, I think so yeah that pretty much wraps up all our position players. So uh next week we're going to run down um pitchers so we'll do starting pitchers, yep. bullpen arms uh yep. and uh, we can probably figure out something else to throw in there. I don't think that'll take. The we could cover some uh, if anybody signs over the next week too. um yeah. we can yep. talk about actually some of the signings that have already happened that we didn't get to touch on today too.
2: Yeah,
1: so absolutely. like Robert yep.
0: Suarez and uh is it Anderson was that your and Nick Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. can touch
1: on those guys. but Who's the guy that yeah. uh, Nightingale tweeted about? wasn't Nick
0: Anderson. Nick Martinez. Martinez. He got the boob bomb and said Martinez <laughs> instead of Nick Anderson. <laughs> All right. That's been episode two of the Bush League Boys. So we'll be back same time uh, Monday of next week. So uh, we'll see you then. Drop any comments below if there's some stuff you want us to touch on, any recommendations, whatever. Uh, it's been the Bush League Boys. Peace.